Concepts for Living. Welcome to Concepts for Living. Concepts for Living. This service is coming to you from the Chapel of the Anointing. Concepts for Living can change your life today. Hi, welcome again to Concepts for Living. Biblical Principles for Contemporary Living. In this particular message, I'm going to be speaking from the theme, From the Ordinary to the Extraordinary. Stay tuned. Be blessed. I set the stage. It's set in the house of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Let's go to the text. It says, Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany where Lazarus was. Lazarus was already there. He's not in the grave, folk. He's alive and he's in his house. And he's in Bethany, two miles away from Jerusalem where the great event would take place over there when even our Lord would show us something extraordinary that a man would lay down his life for his friends that a man would give himself for a sin-cursed world to turn things around in our favor my my Lazarus was there And it says, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. Now, you would think they would applaud that, but they're not. The chief priests are upset. And they go to every length to try to put an end to this so that the Romans would not see that this man is actually doing miracles and they are indisputably authentic someone said to me just the other day do you believe in miracles a question like that do you believe in miracles of course of course I believe in miracles because as long as God is God we have the possibilities of miracles We get so stuck on the ordinary that we can't even imagine the extraordinary. And so, get ready. If God uses you in some spectacular way to produce an extraordinary feat, I want you to get ready because it's going to upset people. You didn't hear me. When God uses you in a peculiar way, To do something extraordinary, get ready to have some opposition. Get ready to disturb some people. Get ready to make somebody angry at you. But Jesus was cool, unperturbed. He comes down through those Judean hills and he comes to a place a village called Bethany as he comes there 
an event begins to develop. Because as he arrives, those who had the APB out on him couldn't locate him. They couldn't locate him, but it doesn't mean that he's not around. Jesus is in the house of Lazarus. And while he's there, they are preparing him a meal. And I like this part. And it says, and, and Martha, they prepare him a supper. And Martha served. Did you get that? Martha's gift was different to Mary's. Martha had to come to the realization that this is her gift. So when you discover what your gift is, don't try to compete or compare with somebody else's. Just, just accept this is your gift. I'm, I, 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 I'm the one who serves. Now Lazarus, the Bible says, Lazarus was sitting. You're not getting me. Martha was serving. Lazarus was sitting. The Bible says he sat at the table with Jesus or with him. Right? And the next verse says this. Verse 3, it says, Then took Mary a pound of ointment, of spike knot, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, now, now let's look at it. Stop the business of competing with other people. Stop the business of competing with other churches. Stop this competition. Why? Because you have the privilege to be uniquely anointed. To do some things that maybe no one else is doing. Particularly in this season of COVID, when we're trying to get a fresh start. When we're trying to, you know, maneuver our way and navigate our way into the future. Come on now. Watch it that you don't waste time trying to imitate somebody else. Why don't you just function out of the gifting that God has called you to manifest? Uh, why, why can't you just accept that God has given you a peculiar anointing? You know, we have three points to our messages. Number one, the stage. Number two, the strategy. Number three, the sign. Stay tuned and you'll see how these three points truly capsulize the message that I'm giving today. That you and I can move from the ordinary to the extraordinary. And so, when you look at the passage, you'll see I'll say it again. Martha is serving. Lazarus is sitting. And watch this now. And Mary is, watch this, it's important. Mary is doing her role and is not sitting. And watch this now, and is not serving. Mary is saluting. And our English word salute simply means paying homage. He's, she's now saluting. Everybody's doing something different in the same house. Isn't that awesome? 
And what they're doing is not something, watch this, watch this, it's not something extraordinary. It's ordinary. Sooner or later, if you're living in that house, you're going to cook. Somebody's going to sit down and eat. And if you're a family, you're going to eat sometimes with somebody else. And then you're going to hear the different experiences of each other. I'm trying to say something. Six days before Passover, when many would be flooding the streets of Jerusalem. Jesus is sitting in the house of his friends. Everybody ought to have a friend. Somebody who understands you. Somebody who can relate to you. Somebody who can help you to do some things that no doubt you could not accomplish with somebody else's aid. But because they know you and love you. So what is being done is in a sense ordinary. But I want to tell you something. In the midst of the ordinary, God's getting ready to do something extraordinary. Oh my. You may think that what you are called to do doesn't really count. doesn't amount to much. But I tell you what, you're on your way. I want from this message that you will face your future differently. That you will understand that God has created a stage, a stage, a stage upon which now the drama of your life will be played out. And you can do it so that it becomes something rather extraordinary. Now what is Mary doing? Mary has a box of ointment. The ointment is made up of, uh, it can be herbs and it can be oil with it mixed together into a compound. And the compound here is spikenard, which is a very strong perfuming plant. In fact, it's a very expensive process, but yet Mary has it. Mary goes and she secures this from her closet place wherever she had it and she comes out now with it and as she comes out with it it's very expensive everybody knows it and now she's getting ready to open it she's getting ready to break it open oh my god it's possible for you to be in the house with those you love and they don't know what you have in store Mary comes out and she's got this alabaster box and she breaks it and she anoints the feet of Jesus and then she wipes her, his feet with her hair and not only that but after wiping his feet with her hair the room, the house becomes full of the odor of the ointment. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that when God blesses you to do what you might just think is an ordinary thing, it's going to influence others. They're going to smell it. They're going to they, they, they're gonna, they're gonna take in the fragrance. 
and the fragrance comes from your extravagance. Don't miss it. I said the fragrance is in your extravagance. The fragrance that fills the whole house is because of your extravagance. How much are you proving to God that you love him? How much are you proving to Jesus that you love him? How far will you go to prove that fact? Mary had her best. Mary gave her best. It was rather extravagant. And when you observe that she was prepared to do that, you will always find somebody and by the way, notice how this whole passage is developed. It begins, the first word of this 12th chapter is T-H-E-N, then. Oh my. Every section in the drama on the stage in the house at Bethany begins with then. Let me show you what I mean. Look, then Jesus, six days before Passover, Look again, and you're going to see down here in verse 3, it says, Then took Mary a pound of ointment. Keep on reading. And look at verse 4. Then said one of his disciples. And if you go all the way down, you're going to come to verse 7. Then said Jesus. Do you notice? Then, that's the timing. <laughs> that means, regardless to what was going on, Something else is about to happen. God is getting ready to do something special. I want you to know whatever you're going through right now, begin to celebrate it because it's only going to usher in another dimension to your life and experience. God's getting ready to use you. God wants to take the extraordinary and cause it to become the extraordinary. But I don't have much. I don't have the education. I don't have the degrees. I don't have the this. And I don't have that. And I don't have the other. And I don't have... Wait a minute. Why don't you just start celebrating what you do have? Nobody else in the room had what Mary had. And yet, what Martha was doing was important. And the fact that Lazarus is sitting there Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. No, Lazarus was lying there. No. Lazarus sitting. And I can't imagine, even though it doesn't say that he was eating, but I believe if he's sitting in that table, then he's eating. His mouth is operating. His stomach is receiving. His body is being rejuvenated by what he eats. Are you listening to me? I'm trying to tell you. Look at the ordinary, yes, but don't think that's all to it. Because when you become anointed with a peculiar anointing, you have another dimension. And God is getting ready to use that. But you got to see the stage. I said the stage. Where you are right now is the stage in your life. Where you are with your situation, it's a stage in your experience. So then let's move from the stage to the strategy. Where's the strategy, Pastor? Look again. It says there, what? After Mary took the ointment, poured it, and then she blessed Jesus. And watch this now. And then the odor fills the room or fills the house. Watch this. Then, 
verse 4, said one of his disciples. And then he's identified, not just like Matthew and Mark said, but they're saying is one of them. Some of them. Not John. John said, it's Judas. He's the one now. But wait a minute, didn't it say disciple? Yeah. But wait a minute, if, if, if God is doing things and God is blessing and God is using somebody, why is it that it's a disciple that's up? It's not the scribes, it's not the Pharisees, it's not the chief priest, it's, it's one of his disciples. I'm trying to get somewhere with this. The strategy is that the enemy will use those closest to you, those in the body, those in your church, those in your family. Come on now. It's somebody that's a part of you. The disciple, Judas, now raises his indignation because over there in Matthew and Mark, what you're going to find is that you know, it says some of the disciples were indignant as to what Mary had done. Hmm. When, if nothing else, when Mary did that, it was no different to what the custom was. That's why we read Psalm 23, verse 5 from time to time. You know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And it goes and says, Thou anointest my head with oil. Psalm 23, verse 5. Thou anointest my head with oil. And then if you read on down into Proverbs chapter 27, what you're going to hear there is that there's a time when people who would visit your house, one of the ways of honoring your guests is that you would anoint their heads with the perfume. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 9. The ointment and perfume now is applied to the guests. And the guests are referred to a man's friends. As the friends come, they get blessed at the door. Hmm? As they visit their brother's house. Are you listening to me? So it was not that out of order for Mary to do what she did. But I don't care how in order things are. There are spirits that get into people and they are part of you. Ought to be saying amen. Ought to be saying go for it. Ought to be saying God bless you. No, they find fault. So the disciple says, you know, uh, why was this ointment not sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? Hmm. Why didn't we sell it and make some money and give it to the poor? No. Verse 6, it says he only said that not because he was caring for, interested in, or wanted to bless the poor. No, but because he was a thief. Mm-mm. And he was concerned since he was already carrying the money bag. And he would go in the bag and take out of the bag whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. Wait a minute now, ain't nothing going in the bag. Hmm? 
You see, people have their own reasons as to why they object whatever you're doing. Even the body of Christ. I'm not in here to even get an amen this morning. But I'll tell you what. People are people. And they will find some fault with what you're doing. Hmm? Judas is scary. And he does it out of the spirit of a thief. So you and I have to understand that way back over, in fact, if you read St. John chapter 6, you're going to see there, verses 70, I think, and 71, you're going to see there that Jesus knew who he was. That's the thing that blows my mind. He knows who we are, but he lets us go on doing our ordinary stuff. You would have thought if he knew that he was the one that would betray him, he would get him as far away from him as he possibly could. Hmm? Are you listening to me now? So really what he does instead of that, he brings him as close to him as he could. Oh boy. Oh boy. I don't know if you're acquainted with this person, but his name is Santus. Santos is the one that made this statement. Listen to it. Quote, keep your friends close to you and your enemies even closer. End of quote. Jesus did that. As bad as he was and with all that he was doing, he still kept him and he let him have the money bag knowing he was a thief. Why? Because maybe his eyes will get open. Maybe this next situation will be the thing to turn him around. But no, the raising of Lazarus never moved him. Things that God had been doing extraordinarily, he never saw it. Oh, somebody better get this message today. I'm talking about moving from the ordinary to the extraordinary and Judas missed it. Isn't it amazing? The capacity that the anointing on our lives provides. It provides the opportunity for us to do what we ordinarily do. Not really fully aware that God takes that and he moves it into the realm of the extraordinary. I pray that you'll let God use you that way. I believe this is the message for the hour, and that is moving from the ordinary to the extraordinary. So until next time, when I shall come to you with more Concepts for Living, may God bless you and yours. Concepts for Living Concepts for Living Concepts for living can change your life today.